Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller, and yes, this is a pro wrestling podcast. And as you would have noticed this week, we are smashing out the content, and that is because there is so much to talk about, and I don't want to stand on ceremony. And the really cool thing about today's episode is, if you don't know, we always get a Patreon on. Uh, you can join it at patreon.com forward slash Simon316. All the information is there to chat wrestling. We've had this person on before. He has... Uh, and I mean this in in, in, a, in a positive way, not in a negative way at all. But compared to other people, he has an incredible uh, knowledge of wrestling because uh, he does have incredible old school knowledge too. But my man Stan is back on the podcast. Stan, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful, sir. Thank you for that very kind uh, introduction. Uh, nice way of saying, yes, I am an old fart. No, no, no. I've been watching you. this probably than most, longer than most of your patrons have been alive. But that's why uh, it's great, man. That's why it's great. I'm not kidding you. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass like they say. The last time you were on, I had loads of people get in touch with me like, man, that guy knows his stuff. And I was like, yes, he does. <laughs> it was great, man. It, it was just like, like a fountain of knowledge. I, I could have listened to you all day, genuinely. Well, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. No, it's, true, it's been man. it's been my uh, you know my my lifelong you know I, I call it the, the the soap opera. It used to be just for guys, but uh, but yeah, it's been a it, it's been something I've used to be a guilty pleasure, but now it's it's very mainstream. So yes, I, I I've enjoyed it for a very long time. Absolutely, well, dude, let, let's start it. Let's start right there. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. It did. It used to be a boys' club. I mean, yep. the uh, the phrase used to be, you know, the, the boys. That's what they used to say when referring to the to the group of wrestlers in the back. I mean, they can't really say that anymore, especially if we start talking about the WWE, um, because we are recording this on a Tuesday evening, so we are mere twenty four hours removed from Raw. And yeah, I mean, there's no two ways about it. The women, the women are on top. The women are the thing people are talking about. The women are really annoying people on social media who did <laughs> not want to see Charlotte Flair get into that match. Now, uh, you know, we can get into that in a second. But obviously, you, you know, you've seen, you, you've seen it all. You've seen promotions focus on, you know, different John, uh, genders and different races and, you know, we, we, all the stuff with WWE back in the sort of the 90s with, you know, the pol- political stuff, which they do to time to time. What are you making all of this, man? Because, I mean, certainly for WWE, I mean, I've watched it for a while as well. It does feel very different. And I think it feels really exciting. Like, I know it's not really translating to ratings or anything like that. But as I've said a thousand times before, I'm a fan. I don't have to worry about ratings. It makes no difference to me. That's just a stat that we can discuss. But yeah, how are you finding it? Yeah, you know, I, I tell you, to, to, to be fair and to be honest, um, back in the day, frankly, the, 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 I mean, the quality of the women's matches, it was grabbing someone by the hair, throwing them across the ring. I mean, they, they, the, the, the skill level wasn't necessarily there. Not to say that the men were doing what, what they can do now, Plus, there there was definitely not a as much of a, for lack of a better word, there just weren't as many women doing it, uh, to the point where it was a, a novelty thing where they would show up once every other month, um, and there because of that there was no one you could really get invested in all that much like the Cindy Lauper and Wendy Richter time like that was the the most invested people could really get in something 
because there was actual story there. But prior to that, they were on there so infrequent. It'd be like today trying to say, I'm invested in the Ascension storyline. It's it's just they're not there. So how can you get invested in someone you don't see but every quarter? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, whereas now, you know, you, you look at the skills and, and everything. It's like I was I mentioned before we got started. I mean, I I look at Charlotte Flair and, you know, to, to quote a Triple H line once said, I think she can have a great match with a mop. Um, honestly, she is just and this is coming from a guy who's all in on Becky Lynch. Come, come, <laughs> I mean, since since her NXT match with Sasha Banks which was uh, um, that title match. I I've been a big fan of hers. Um, so I think, you know, plus them having the story and having a little bit more charisma and, and an opportunity to, to, to perform in front of people because in the olden days, they never got the opportunity. So it's not like they could even practice that much to, to perform on, on bigger and larger stages. So I, I think it's great to, to have in, I mean, no, no, no groundbreaking thing here, but uh, Becky is killing it. Uh, I mean that, you know, and just, you see their personalities coming out more and, and that's, I, I think that's where people are nowadays. It's like, okay, yeah, they have good personalities. They can tell stories and they're darn good in the ring. So I'm, I think it's fantastic. You know, it's not just some eye candy on the periphery, you know, every couple of things or as a manager role. Nah, dude, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. And again, that's something that I would imagine sort of, and a lot of, and again, not in a disparaging way, but a lot of people that listen to this podcast don't know, but that's not their fault. You can only, you know, you can only go with what you know. And it's kind of, it's gone from the era you've just mentioned to, and we're focusing on WWE, of course. Uh, Japan's always, I think, managed to, to, to sort of deal with women a bit better, or at least had higher sure. level of talent than women. But then WWE obviously went through the, um, what do you even call it? I guess the the sexualized era. I don't know. I mean, the way they did in the attitude era, and obviously now we get here where they are just treated like they're wrestlers, as they should have done. And so far, so good. I mean, really, like this whole story we've going we've got going on now. For my money, uh, it's not only great because it's the best thing on the show, but it's the best thing they've done in a while. Because I love anything that stirs people up, and I don't mean that in a bad way. But I think that's what wrestling should do. I think it should evoke emotion. And, you know, when I can, again, I did my ups and downs today. I gave Charlotte being in this spot and up because I thought it was riveting and I thought it was interesting. And I, again, I enjoyed the drama of it. And when I get people going crazy on my Twitter, calling me all names under the sun, I think WWE's onto something here. I really, really do. And, you know, so you go, man. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I I, I believe it was on your ups and downs. You you even, and I apologize because I do listen to a couple where where someone said it, it sucked the air out of the arena. When she was, when Becky was suspended and she added, I'm like, then they did their job. It's totally, man. They, totally. They, then they, because there's, and again, as, as I mentioned, I was thinking about this all day. If you asked me two weeks ago after the Rumble, that stare down between Becky and Rhonda, I'm like, we don't need anything else. Like that just, there was just electricity with that. And then as I thought about it today, I'm thinking, Okay, they've got to tell a story for some time. So, what better way to extend it than what they did last night? And you, you, you are by injecting Charlotte, you are injecting a true heel 
into this story. Rhonda's not the heel. As much as people are booing her, it's not necessarily, in my opinion, fair. Because she's she's the same person she's been since she's debuted. So she's not really the heel, whereas Charlotte is the definitive. We want to see her get her, her butt whooped. And frankly, as much as people are coming at you, if this is going to be the last match on the card, as it seems it is, Charlotte deserves to be there. I, there's no two ways about it. She has been in on the main roster as long as Becky and has literally been carrying anyone and everyone she gets in the ring with to to matches that some of them had no right to being as good as they were because of her. So I, I would have said two weeks ago, no, but now I'm like, I get it. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I, mean, I really am with you. It's... Um... It, I get it, and I understand why people are, are getting upset, and I will absolutely change my mind if we get to WrestleMania and Becky Lynch doesn't win, but I, oh. don't, I don't believe that's going to happen. I know it's always a bit worrying to say that with WWE, because in the past they do these things, and you're like, what are you doing? But yeah. I, I don't think they're going to do that in this case. I, I think that it's going to... Um, yeah, I, I just don't. It's just my gut tells me they. I don't mean say they're going to do what's right, and that sounds terrible. But I think they understand what you know what 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 they intend to do. And to me, everything you just said is is the reason why Ronda Rousey has fallen into that almost the Roman Reigns role where people don't actually. I know it changed, but to start with, people don't actually hate Ronda Rousey. They just really like the person that she's going up against. That she's exactly. It's it's the it's you know it's it's like any sports event. It's it's not that I necessarily like this team. It's just, I hate or love that person so much that I now automatically hate who they're going against. Exactly. It happens all over the world. And, you know, mm-hmm. in, in many ways, it's, it's kind of fun that we, we do do that because yeah, it, it, it just is. It's just the world that we live in. But I, I think you're right. You need, well, there's two things that you need. And one is sort of form in storyline. And for me, one is outside of storyline. In storyline, you do need a proper heel, like you said. And I think Charlotte Flair right now is doing that wonderfully. Her facial expressions make her look like such an asshole in the best possible oh, way. Yeah. But outside yeah. of that, too, when we are talking about the legacy of, 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 of what this means and where, you know, where, how, we, how we look back on it, Ronda Rousey is Ronda Rousey. She's a household name regardless, and she will leave WWE, and I'm sure she'll leave an incredible legacy, even if it is just for that year. However, I like the idea of being able to look back at it and say not only did Becky Lynch get in that main event, but Charlotte Flair did as well. And I understand people can start saying, well, that's not what the story should be, but I kind of feel like we're stumbling a little bit into hypocritical territory there because how many times do you have people chanting, you deserve it? And I, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. And I think Charlotte does deserve it. And I think, you know, these these two women that have been, you know, they are WWE centric wrestlers. I think making sure that you have that for years to come just makes a lot of sense. I just think it does. And I also think, you know, this is just the beginning for both of them. Charlotte will go on to better things. Becky will go on to better things. And cementing them within that, that feud and at the WrestleMania, main, it just makes all the sense in the world to me, especially because now you do have, as you said, this singular, really obnoxious heel to focus all of our attention on. I think, I think it's really smart. And I think the match will be better to boot too. And, and, and you know, and, and to be honest, part of my, um, I guess, apprehension is i was also thinking of the card as a whole because my thought was okay you're putting charlotte in there and now especially with ember moon out i'm like oscar's floating in the ether Mm. um so because when you had mentioned 
uh, Ember Moon as winning the Rumble, I'm like, oh, how I would love an Ember Moon Oscar match. Absolutely, after, man. After what they did in NXT, and I'm just like, oh, that would be f- spectacular. So I, I get all that, and then if Ronda does leave, now you're talking, okay, mental booking here. Becky makes Ronda, she pins her or taps her. Now Charles has a, you know, to continue their feud, well, you didn't beat me, you beat her, and now they can they could continue pos- potentially that the Becky uh, Charlotte thing moving forward with, with with that thought process. Yeah, no, I, I do. I, I am with you one hundred percent, and I understand that people are. I get it. I understand the vitriol, but sometimes I think it's good to take a step back and remember this is what we want. Sometimes yeah. we watch wrestling and say oh, there's nothing to react to, nothing you know is making me emotional, nothing's making me upset, and now they've. I, I get it. You can say. Oh, I wanted a one-on-one match, but that's why it's good. That's why it works because this awful, horrible person and the evil boss has come in and they've taken that away from you. So now you want Becky Lynch to win twice as much. To me, that is great storytelling. I, again, I'm I'm a big sucker for anything that kind of rolls out of the television shows and and does spill into the the wrestling community where everybody's up in arms about it because I think it makes wrestling fun to talk about. Well, like I said earlier, it knows you're it, you know it's working if people are talking about it. Plus, there's the if you always give everyone precisely what they want, what's the incentive to tune in? Exactly. It's it's, it's, it's okay. Becky would be champion on both brands. I mean, <laughs> what, and she would never lose. It's like okay, well, what's the what's the fun in that? You you need to give people a, a, a reason to, to to tune in. So you know the the giving fans what they want. It's like, okay, it's not going to be every moment, but at the end, you know, the final chapter of the story is where we should hope to see it. And that and this is going to be Becky standing tall at WrestleMania. Yes. And that's all that matters. Yes. Yeah, I think, you know, if they don't do that, we'll we readdress it. We will. But my God. And it's not like there's there that they've not done triple threats before. You think about Daniel Bryan, that was a triple threat. That didn't suffer. Going back to Chris Benoit and uh Shawn Michaels and Triple H, that was fantastic triple threat match. And and put you know, so it's not like a triple threat is means it's going to suffer or diminish putting somebody over as as the guy or in this case the man. So Yeah, no, I I'm with you. And again, we will readdress it. I promise we will yeah, come oh, yeah. back to it if they don't put the title on <laughs> Becky Lynch and they did all this. Oh, ah, that's terrible. That's bad. You'll, you'll, you'll hear my scream from across the pond. <laughs> I can assure you. <laughs> and I'd be with you. Then, again, retroactively, I'd say you screwed it up because yeah. you didn't give – I don't mind all the obstacles in the world being put in front of, of Becky Lynch. And I don't mind triple threat matches. I think that's the other thing. All of a sudden, people have come out and said they don't they don't enjoy triple threat. I, I've, I've never had a problem with a triple threat match. Oh, I, un- I understand the the benefit and the... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? But the I, I understand the one-on-one match, it feels more important. But let's let's not, you know, let's not stand, you know, let's let's go with what makes sense. And I, yeah. I think having all three, I think all three in the match means it will be a better match. And I want the best match of WrestleMania to be the last thing that I see. So let's load that up as much as we have to do. Let's tell a good story. And like you kind of hinted at earlier, we've still got two months to WrestleMania. We've got a lot of time to we kill. Got, like, we gotta Yeah, we can't we can't just Give, you know, like like you said, give her, okay, great, you're in the match. Okay, now what are you going to tell a story to keep this yeah. interested in going for the next two months? You you, you got to throw those those obstacles and little wrinkles to keep you coming back in. So, yeah. So, I, I under, like I said, my initial 
reaction was, but then (laughs) cooler head prevailed. I thought about it, ran it over my head. I'm like, okay. This all makes sense. I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you, dude. And how do you, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, it's fascinating the stuff that you, you talked about a minute ago. How you know the women back in the day were almost like, uh, well, you know, just unexpected and and a rarity. When you know back then, did you ever kind of did, was there ever even a hint that we'd get to the stage where I mean, I mean, one, let's face it, it's taken far too long to get here anyway. Given that right. you know we're talking sort of a, a good couple of decades, if not well, more actually, actually, there was a couple of decades ago. But yeah, yeah. Did, did you ever think that we, you know, we would get to to get to get to this stage? I mean, because I just think it's fascinating because you know if you started watching wrestling in the last five years, you've kind of got on at a good point when it comes to. Uh, you know, diversity and, and, and gender equality, as best as WWE can. I know that sounds a bit ridiculous, but, you know, they still do fall back into their ways, as we saw over the last couple of months with Mandy Rose and, and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, when you are watching back then, because I remember when, when I started watching, obviously, kind of in the late 80s, as you said, I mean, my I, I was a WWE guy through and through, and in the UK, we didn't have that much exposure. You know, if someone said to me, what's women's wrestling? I would have gone, well, I don't know, Miss Elizabeth? Like, you know, Sensational yeah. Sherry? That's it. That You know, that, that's, all I, that's all I had. And obviously, Alundra Blaze came a, came along eventually, but yeah, I mean, how how sort of different? Different's the wrong word, but how surprised are you that maybe a it took this long and and now that it is so different? Well, as, as I mentioned, you know, you did even back when I was watching, you did see some flashes of it because occasionally there would be some, as you mentioned, some some Japanese like the Jumping Bomb Angels. You know, you would occasionally see them, so you knew. There was okay. There, there is some possibility of this happening, and it obviously was not an overnight thing. Um, could I? Would I have said back then that I would see today someone like Charlotte Flair, like Oscar, like Becky? Uh, no, I mean it, there was just based on what we had. But even think of you know in that aspect. Would I have said I'd see a Daniel Bryan or an AJ Styles at the true, top of the card? So true. Wouldn't no, because it's you know even when you see like I've met Charles White, the Godfather, and he's a monstrous man, but <laughs> com- compared to where some of those other guys were, he's kind he was kind of average size, you know, and maybe a little bigger. So to see the the and, and because it's been a gradual progression, um, and especially you know, like you mentioned with the attitude area when they let's be frank, they were just hiring models. Models who weren't afraid to necessarily take a a bump. I'm using air quotes. Um <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean where they were but even then there were occasional flashes, like you you had Ivory and Victoria, and then Lita comes on. And even, you know, if you even talk about looking at progression, if you look at Trish Stratus when she first came in, she was awful. I mean, she was literally eye candy, but she she busted her hump and really improved how well she worked. So, you know, it, it's it, it definitely was a longer pro- progression, but part of it from the WWE's back to aspect was, and of course Vince McMahon, they had to give them a chance to, to go for more than, you know, 45 seconds run out there, let's do a finisher and it's over. Or you have a multi-person match and, you know, a, a snap mares knocking somebody out of the match. 
it's where they're just, hey, okay, here's the women. Go ahead, do your thing, and let's move on. We got a commercial break, or people need to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, so, would I have seen this back then? No, but it doesn't mean I'm I'm not uh, loving every minute of it. I uh, every time I watch Sasha Banks, I just start with, "Please don't die." Um, <laughs> It's, yeah, because yeah. I wore. I mean, I seriously, I worry about her sometimes because she, she just. I mean, no fear out of that girl whatsoever, and she's so young, and it's like, you could have a really long career. Please, just don't die. Just don't, don't die with some of the stuff they're doing. But again, like I said, I no, I couldn't have seen this just based on where it was at the time. No. Well, no, I, I think it's such a good point about the sort of the, the big guy business as well. And he's so true. Like, I, th- I think we kind of, even someone like Hulk Hogan, who I believe, I mean, I, I always get confused with wrestlers' heights because WWE's lied about them for so long. I, sure. I get confused. But I know he was billed at 6'7". So I'm presuming he was at least 6'4", 6'5". You know, I, I guess right. he's, you know, and even that, that's a tall guy. You know, in people's minds, I don't necessarily people assume that Hulk Hogan. I don't know what they think about him, but I remember because I remember when he squared up to the Ultimate Warrior, who was obviously shorter than Hulk Hogan. Right. It, you got you kind of had that disparity there, and it does go to show how crazy the wrestling industry is at the moment. Where, like you say, AJ AJ Styles in that era would have looked like. I can't even think of a word, but like a, a mole, like he would have looked absolutely tiny. Yeah, I, 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 you, you go back to the to the Hardy Boys when they first came in, or the One Two Three Kid. I, I mean, that's that's the, the. I just even was looking up. Like Paul Orndorff was only six foot, but he was two hundred fifty pounds. He's he'd be a monster in today's day. Like he would be a huge man comparatively. You know, I mean, so that that yeah, it was all the the the, the big guys and. Little guys had to be mostly in tag teams or they would be, to be honest, they'd be the jobbers to, to go out there and get flung around the ring by Hogan and Orndorff and all the others. Yeah, I, I think the crazy thing as well, you, were, you, you just mentioned uh, the Hardys as well. I remember when I met Matt Hardy and I'm kind of the same. I'm like 6'1". And a, you know, and, and maybe a little bit, and he was pretty much the same height as me. And I remember I took a picture with him, as you do. And loads of people commented, going, "What? What? Like Miller? Are you like five nine? I was like, "No, Matt Hardy's tall. <laughs> like he's not. He's not. He's not a shrimp. But you just assume he is because he was around the six 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 seven guys, which is what WWE is made up of. When, like when you're working against the acolytes. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're gonna look, you know, or you're you're going against even the Dudleys or Edge and Christian." you're going to look like you're shorter. So, but it's that just that perception, but yeah, it's not an unpleasant thing because you know, the, the smaller guys except generally will have ideally longer careers because of the knees and the, just the wear and tear in their body. But uh, yeah, obviously I'm very happy where, where it has come uh, with the women and everyone. And the other thing we've got to talk about as well, given, you know, the, the world we're now entering back into because, you know, as much as things change, the more they stay the same, as they say. Because, obviously, AEW has become <laughs> the most ridiculous success ever. I mean, it's official now. They've sold out double or nothing. I mean, I think they're releasing like 300 tickets uh, tomorrow as we record this, which is, that's sold out. You, even if they didn't sell those 300 tickets, they're allowed to say they've sold out. It's, it's not a lie. 
Um, and, you know, the cool thing about AEW, mixed with Ring of Honor and New Japan and WWE, and, you know, not many people are mentioning uh, MLW as well, but they're not massive, but they're cool. And Impact has its struggles, but they're still there. You know, we are kind of falling back a- incredibly as well. When WWE's trying to expand and create their own territory system, which is the way that, you know, they describe it, it's actually going the opposite way. And sure, we have NXT UK, and eventually they're going to have NXT Japan. But I really do think with the establishment of AEW, and let's face it, Again, I'm just going on the rumours and the murmurings. Could have sold technically more tickets than WWE sold for the Royal Rumble, which is absolutely... Again, that That's could, mental. Yeah, I mean, that, that could be hearsay, and who knows? But there's a lot of people out there saying there was enough interest that they could have you know, gone well over the 30,000 mark, and the Royal Rumble did 32. And let's not forget, it did 32,000 with around about six months on sale. Where do you yeah. see that going? Because in my head, this feels more, when you look at you know, a territory system and people warring with each other, I know I understand that it's global now, but social media makes that so much easier. But to me, this is even more like that period than it ever has been, well, at least for a long, long time, probably in my lifetime, because when I started growing up with WWE, Vince McMahon had already started making those moves, and obviously the last people he killed off was WCW. Yep. Um, and it's funny you mentioned WCW, um, because some of, the, some of the things that are coming out, it, it, I'm, I'm trying to be positive because I feel it, it, it'll be nice to have a, a good competitor or at least uh, competitor is the wrong word, an alternative um, in, in the States. Because part of my my issue necessarily was say like New Japan or some of the other ones, I just don't see them. I have no investment in the characters. Yeah. So I, I don't know who they are. So it's kind of hard for me to say watch in and and, and, and see some of their big shows and, and really feel in, invested. Um, the, the only, I, I, I say concern, some, it, it just come in my head from WCW is, is offering from what I'm, what's been said, I have no one, you know, some guaranteed contracts, uh, allowing them more of their own creative control. And I just, when I hear some of those things, it just makes me think, well, those were kind of, kind of some of the downfalls of, of WCW. Now I understand this is a, a different time and some of the with some of the wrestlers being involved in, in the, the, the ownership of the company, but, and, and they, they seem like smart guys, but Eric Bischoff was not a dumb person by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I, I guess I'm, I'm optimistic, but cautiously because we just, when it comes to working with people, for example, say in the WWE or working, and this is true of any anything in life, where you're working alongside someone in a company versus, okay, now you're technically coming to work for me. That's a whole different, because Cody and uh, the Bucks and holy crow, old man moment, I just blanked <laughs> on his name. Oh my God. Uh, who we talked to, who we talked to, the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega. And uh, thank you, Kenny Omega. I, I, holy crow, I just blanked. That happens, um, man. It happens. Oh, uh, it just, so, you know, the fact of, they have to not only be concerned with their own matches, but the overall product. And if it's going to be on TV, you've got TV people to, to work with and sell this on. So I, I, I understand it's good for people to have an alternative because 
frankly, you know, the Attitude Era and the, the Monday Night Wars was a fantastic time because you had alternatives. I remember many times I would have two TVs. I'd have one on Nitro and one on Raw. And I'm just watching between the two of them. Um, so it'll be good to have that, though I just – I hope that they have a, a little bit of cautionary tale from from some of the past and to to navigate some of those – early waters because especially when you're talking about non-wrestling people who are going to be involved in some of the decisions and especially how the you know people are paid and then the tv that's where we have seen in the past that things can get very murky mm. i think the tv is going to be really interesting because i don't even think I, I, I was thinking about this the other day obviously i mean they've got um you know, uh, being the elite on on youtube and I'm not saying they should bring that to a, to a weekly TV show, but it really does feel like, given what the world is in 2019 and what people expect, I, do we really need like a, another Raw, for example? Do you know, I just don't think. Well, it's funny you mentioned the ratings. Ratings nowadays, frankly, are almost irrelevant because people can absorb the content. You can you can watch. Raw and SmackDown the next day on Hulu. You can pick up on WWE's YouTube channel. There's so many other ways to consume this. Like you were mentioning with the TV deal with being the elite, why not make their sh- – okay, I don't get a TV deal. Fine. You've got how many million subscribers on YouTube? Make it a weekly YouTube series. They'd probably get into more people's homes than they would on any local TV station. Yeah. By by doing it that way, you know, and if need be, you know, handle it that way. So, I mean, everyone thinks you know TV's got to be the way, but I, I was watching another one where uh, Adam Wilborn mentioned a recent episode of of Impact had twelve thousand people watching yeah, on TV. <laughs> I'm like. So it's like 12,000. It's just that. So tell me how this TV deal is helping them. I don't know how they're still alive. I really don't know how they're still going. It's amazing. So, so, so you're right. I mean, I don't think that necessarily the TV deal is the end all be all because of, as I mentioned, some of those outside forces of a network having to answer to them and, and, and doing all that stuff. Whereas if it's on YouTube, well, clearly the Being the Elite series on YouTube has been fine and hasn't been kicked off of YouTube, and I'm sure it's very successful. That would immediately be in more homes, I would imagine, than, than most TV deals that they could they could hook up with. And I, and I think it gives them – again, I understand that there's money in rights fees and stuff, but I just find there's much more interest in a monthly live show or however they want to do it where your TV hasn't just been match, 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 backstage segment, promo. You know, we've seen that. And, and because it doesn't exist right now, let's say it is going to be Tuesday Night Titans or whatever the hell was was trademarked. You know, if you oh, want, Tuesday Night Dynamite. That's the one, Tuesday Night Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if, they are, if that's what they're going to call it, okay, you know, it, it's fine. But why – I just think when you have a blank slate and when you've proven how incredibly – smart you can be with social media surely there's elements of that you can bring across to your television so that if you are going to start running monthly events like double or nothing you can keep that interest high because that's where it all changes you know if we do have one in what we in now uh, so it's may is the first one we have it in june july august september october november and i understand you have to use tv well i, I mean correct myself i would have said you have to use tv to promote your pay-per-views but do you because they don't, they don't seem to need television at all. And I well, get, yeah, exactly. I get the bubble will burst. Of course, the bubble will burst. However, 
I, I, to me, the, the real excitement in all of this is not only the way they're going about things, not only the roster, not only the new wrestlers that I'm learning just because they're associated with the company, but it's that they can do things in a completely different way, which is really what wrestling, well, a number of wrestling fans have been asking for. And they have that opportunity and they've already got the investment. Because I don't think... I, I get people want to be doom and gloom, but I find it very hard to criticize them at the moment when everything they've done has been an absolute success and double nothing right. is just proof is just proof of that. That's why I find it exciting. It's completely up to them what they want to do. Yeah, absolutely. I I I, I say unfortunately, I think the the TV aspect could be some of the uh, need you know decisions of something outside of their control with the owner of the the Jaguars where he might you know necessarily not feel that just a YouTube or you know a non-TV show is quote-unquote enough and I don't know I'm just pure speculation but like you said I mean clearly everything they've been doing like you mentioned there's definitely some names I'm not sure of um but it's it's enough to give me interest that if they do put out a weekly, bi-weekly, whatever type of show, I will tune in because it, it as I mentioned, it's nice to have you know options. You know what you're getting for the most part with WWE, so it would be very intriguing to see what sort of route that they go and, and how they handle everything. Yeah, no, I agree, and I'm excited. That's all I ever need. I, I like what they're doing on Raw. I like everything with AEW. I just I like it. It gets me excited. I, and I liked everything you know that happened with New Japan earlier in the week as well. So what's your? I mean, since we last talked, we've a lot has changed in in, oh, yeah. in, in WWE. I mean, I think we may. I don't even think. I, I, well, I can't remember exactly. Had Roman Reigns? Was he still around when Roman? I think yeah. Roman Reigns was yeah. still around. Yeah, that's what I thought. So you know, what's yeah. what, you know, what, what is your take on? Kind of, you know, the industry and where they're going. Obviously, SmackDown moving over to Fox and all, and all, and the build up to WrestleMania again. You know, the the, yeah. ra- the, the ratings did come out a, a few minutes ago. Yeah, they're not great. They're two point six million, which is down point down from three point one million a year ago. That isn't good. So, you know, there, there's a reason to raise an eyebrow. But again, man, it's it's always good coming from you because you've got. A lot of people at the moment, I say you're allowed to do whatever you want, but a lot of people react very quickly without kind of sitting down and down and thinking about it. And obviously, you have that built-in knowledge. You, you've seen this happen before with you know with yeah. loads of companies. Yeah, that's. I mean, the 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 knee-jerk reaction. That's not just wrestling. We know that's the world. Totally I mean, true. Every, yes, everyone's a, a headline thing, and they they you know, one thing I've learned from my work is to, if you're going to write an email, take a minute step back, then look and see what you've written. Take a moment to think about things. And then that's the true of this. Um, to, to me, I'll be honest, raw is a slog. Sometimes <laughs> it's, yeah. it just, I don't know what it is, why the extra hour, but it, it just feels like now, of course, going back even three or four weeks ago, that slog included almost, 50 60 percent baron corbin every other minute and and his you know wonderful that whole thing which to me we won't talk about that but he just was not a compelling to me compelling figure that just went on for too long i i I said it before i i think probably I, i understand i guess from a business aspect but brock as the champion is not good <laughs> you know give Rhonda credit you know she's out there she's doing it 
but how, how am I, and I, I know this has been one of those things that's been said a million times, but how am I supposed to care about the raw universal championship when the champion doesn't? And it's, it's made yeah. completely obvious by the fact you know, they always, oh, he was champion for 600 days. Yeah, and he wrestled four matches. I mean, <laughs> so so how does that, uh, you know, you look at AJ, it's like he wrestled in a week as much as Brock wrestled last year. So <laughs> tell me how these are, you know, if you don't show up, I mean, that's the old Hogan era stuff. You're only defending the title once a quarter yeah. because there's only four pay-per-views. Well, yeah, you're going to have long reigns. Um I obviously Roman and, and as much as I not necessarily a fan of Roman, the character uh, he, and I, I know this has been mentioned recently by, uh, he completely underrated as, as a worker. Um, I think that he can, he can take and sell a beating like <laughs> no, like very few can. Like you can really think that he's about to die because he just gets <laughs> flung around and just beat on, and and then he all you know, of course, then he makes his comeback. But they're they're trying with Seth. Um, the the Seth Dean feud fell flat. I honestly, I think I'm in the minority. I. Dean does not interest me at all. No, I think, uh, a lot of, I think a lot of people are like that. I think either people really like him or they don't get him at all. It's very black and white. It's not even necessarily like some of his character stuff's funny. It's just like I think the the and I haven't seen him do a while and do it in a while. But the Looney Larry to me was one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen <laughs> ever. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, how how is how is how is falling back and doing that making this more effective? I totally agree I, with just, that. Yeah. It, it it ranks up there with Natalia's, uh, you know, discus clothesline. It looks like it's a video game because it takes so long <laughs> to set up and hit. I, I just I'm like, oh, wrestling logic. Okay, um, but I, I think from from the aspect of of the of the men's sing, strangely, except for Daniel Bryan, the men's singles competition is where they're failing. Uh, the the U.S. and IC titles are beyond irrelevant Agreed. at this point. The, the 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 Raw Universal Championship is equally irrelevant. It, it, it's it's never it none they're they're all defended as as <laughs> it's they're all irrelevant. Literally, the only men's single and the men's tag team. If you think about it, really, they're not focusing. <laughs> and I the tag team bewilders me. Because for years, some of the most fantastic matches were, you look at the Hardys, Edge and Christian, the Dudleys, go back to the Hart Foundation, the Rockers. There are, there's so much storytelling that can be told from, even look at NXT UK or NXT. I mean, you give me a, you give me a match with the Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain, I'm, I'm good. I'll watch that every week. Because they're gonna they're gonna tear it up, but to me it just I understand they're trying to push the women, but it feels like they're just okay. Let's just go. Th- oh, here's a six man tag with Kurt Angle, who honestly, every time he does something, I expect him to like break apart into pieces. <laughs> um, he's another one. Just please don't die. Uh, it's just I, I he just I I see the old Kurt Angle when he was that 
machine and I look at him now and I'm like, dude, it's okay. No, just really, you worry me. Um, Braun Strowman has completely lost his mystique and, and his, they, they should have pulled the switch on him a while ago. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and they've, they've just, the, the whole crown jewel ridiculousness, uh, you know, that it's just, it, it felt like when, when WCW killed Goldberg. It's okay. Now you've just ruined this character. I, it, I, I honestly agree. So I agree with that so much. And it's, it, it's just, it, so it's to the point where they've now conditioned us to be like, Oh, Braun Strowman monster among men. And he's going to run through everybody, but doesn't, they don't give him the big one. I mean, and we talk about the tag team division. You can go back to last WrestleMania where Braun Strowman and, and, this is something you and I, I was furious with Nicholas because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my thought is I'm like, you have an army of wrestlers in the back <laughs> who are sitting in the back and could easily step in and do that. But this is what you think of tag team wrestling that yeah. Braun Strowman and a child are viable <laughs> tag team champions on the biggest show of them all. And you expect us to then after that, moving forward, take the tag division seriously. Uh, even look at SmackDown. I'm sorry. They're an entertaining combo, but give me back the bar. I mean, I, I that Shane and, and, and the Miz, I, I know it's leading towards the, I would, we all think towards the WrestleMania, but to, to me, the, there's really very few compelling male, really, if not for the Becky, Charlotte, Rhonda and Daniel Bryan, what other compelling storyline can you say is going on this moment in WWE? I mean, I can't, I mean, it is <laughs> a truth that makes true though, right? I mean, there's nothing that stands out, a mile. I mean, you've got Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, but you've already touched upon why that is is disjointed, and that's because it is. Uh, in terms of the tag team divisions, I mean, I, my, my, my hope for the tag team division, and, you know, it's been an afterthought for so long, you do have to wait and see. But I like the revival versus, uh, versus Gable and Rude on Raw. You know, I like that they gave it time. Yeah. I like the fact that they, you know, they gave it enough time, in fact, that they, they managed to win the crowd over. But, you know, we've seen them do that before. Like, John Cena had that great U.S. championship run, and that didn't do enough oh. to cement the belt back up where it was. And various people have, you know, when Seth Rollins became Intercontinental Champion, he was going to restore the, the worth to that belt, and he didn't do it. So, you know, it, it's, it's a long process to, to, to turn a title into something that means something, as New Japan and, and other companies have shown, and WWE back in the day. So, oh, yeah. you know, we do... We need to ensure that we don't just you know, throw it all off the side of a cliff just because it doesn't result in incredible ratings or the right kind of reaction right. in the arena. So I'm hoping, I'm, I'm hopeful that we that we do because I think you know the one the best thing about Raw was proving that you know you know this weird bizarre Chad Gable and Bobby Roode tag team have proven that they they can go. Chad Gable especially is fantastic, and the Revival are easily one of the best tag teams there is. And I think if you have Absolutely. that kind of roster under the roof but yeah but like you say we've got to build up the teams we've got to build up the stories because as you know we've seen that for the last 50 years that is what people buy into when it comes to pro and, wrestling and it was actually funny as we were just talking i legitimately forgot 
who the IC champ was. Oh, dude, why, but why would you know? Why would you know? <laughs> you know, and, and because and, and your IC champ is in a multi. No, you've got Bobby Lashley, this freak of nature. Let's be honest. He's put him out there. And again, you know, they've they've kind of done this U.S. Open challenge or whatever. Throw out a person of the week for Lashley to to crush. Yeah. Make the title feel like something. You know, even, you know, I mean, my my kind of hope for the tag team division, as strange as it is, I'm I'm kind of hoping that the major brothers, <laughs> I honestly would like Kurt Hawkins' first win to be them winning the championship. Now, why not, uh, man? You know what I mean? It's that sort of a, a thing where it's, you know, they lose and lose. So, you know, but they weren't on last night again. And it's, it's, there's a good story with those two where People want to see Kurt Hawkins get a win. And as much as the woo-woo-woo and all that, people still like Zack Ryder. You know, they they do. But if you're only going to see them every five or six weeks, well, how am I supposed to buy into this? And you got a three-hour show. You're telling me you can't squeeze them in somewhere? It's maybe cut down the 20-minute opening promo. How about that? Um, which seems to be coming back again. As much as I love seeing Becky... It just it they just tend to drag on way too much. Yeah, I, no, I, I, yeah, I, I, it, it takes time. I, I totally agree with the Bobby Lashley thing. Like the fact that Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush versus Finn Balor was announced on social media and then casually just thrown out there on Raw. You know, I, it, it was thrown out there in that backstage check with Finn Balor. I was a bit like, you have to. You have to, you, know, I, I, you have to make it a big deal on television first. You just do because that is that's what we're used to. That's the nature of the beast. And you know, WWE aren't in a position where they can start playing around with that because they've already established the rules. So I, I, I do find it crazy, and it's the same with the US title. I don't know what's going on with the US title on, on SmackDown. Oh. I guess we'll find out more. I guess we'll find out more later. But I think maybe that's another reason. A, they are having the best matches, and well, those three are anyway, and having the best storylines. But I think that is another reason why you know the, the the three women have risen to where they have because they've just shown what not to do. You know, you know, don't mm-hmm. do this with these belts. Do it like this, and everyone goes, "Oh yeah, it works." And they're not doing anything revolutionary. They're no. just doing simple, interesting stories with characters that people like that happen to go on and have good matches, which I think is all wrestling is. I mean, that's what that's all it is. And and there's also the the time, and I, I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this before. There's, there's this the the, the tradition of okay, yeah, they're face to face, but Ronda and Becky have not faced off in the ring on a match. It's you know not having them go at it in that aspect just builds desire to see that on a pay per view or a special thing. You can have Finn Balor beating up people and Bobby Lashley beating up people. But having them go in multi-man tag team matches or even singles matches every week, you're not building me any desire to see this match on a bigger stage. It, it, you're, you're just not. And that, that's, that's something that they definitely need to – but they won't. I mean that's – to me, having that separation, it just builds you – the, the anticipation to see when they finally do go at it. That's when you see most of the, the big pops from the crowd when two people that have been either jawing or going at it. And then when they finally, you know, throw hands, that's when you see big pops. It's like, finally, they're going to get to do it. We've been waiting so long to see that. Yeah. And, and, and they don't give us that anymore as much as, as they are with Becky and Rhonda. And they should see this is working for these two. 
It can work with other people who are equally as talented. I don't. I think it's because they have so much content to fill. Sometimes they, they feel like they haven't got a choice, and it's like, well, we just got to get everything done and in, and then you move on to something else, and you're like, well, no, yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to. I didn't get a chance yeah. to focus on it. Uh, do you think there's anything? Because obviously, you know, wrestling always looks to the past to, to influence the, the future, especially when we go through these cycles. And back in December, we had the McMahons come out and say, you know, we're going to change things up. And there's been a few minor changes. But, you know, last night's Raw especially maybe fell back into a groove. Do you think there's anything they could take from maybe, you know, companies that have now long gone or, or ideas that don't seem to have come back? Do you think there's anything they could tap into there that we haven't seen? Because... You know, some of the best feuds that, that get over in 2019, when you actually break them down, are based on successes that did happen in Mid-South or AWA or wherever. Like, you just have to do a bit of history. Like, oh, they're doing that again. And again, it works because it worked then. And, you know, sometimes the fan base doesn't, doesn't really change that much. We just, you know, we just accept wrestling for what it is in the current time. Well, as much as, and I got to be honest, one of the things I'm most excited with AEW, and we talked about it before, is tag teams. Yeah, they they can they they can tell some of the most phenomenal stories. I mean, look at at the NXT UK tag team championship match. I mean, that between British Strong Style and I'm I I I know Liverpool's number one, um, but I don't <laughs> I don't remember the other. But that was just just such incredible storytelling and they're able to go 20 plus minutes you know, the you think about the midnight express rock and roll express going going back to road warriors tag team wrestling had a lot of gravitas and it's proven last night with with rude and gable two very good wrestlers against the revival two very good wrestlers it it, it can bring people to their feet and and really, you know, engross people. I I think that's something that they really need to look at. I don't know, understand what the 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 be in the bond is or the the lack of interest because you know Vince has made a ton of money on tag teams over the years. Um, to me, that and I as much as I said I'm not a fan of Brock Lesnar not being around, I do think having a, a world champion that doesn't put his title on the line that often is a good thing. So they're kind of doing that. Okay. With Daniel Bryan, but having the champion as a presence <laughs> that you can see on yeah, the show yeah. is, is big. Um, and, and that's true of, of all of them. I mean, SmackDown with the U S title, I understand they got a shorter time frame, but do I need to see another episode of Miz and Mac TV? I do could could I take that out and give me a, a, a Rusev versus anybody? I mean, I know he's not the champ; it's our truth. But you, you understand what I'm saying? Um, I mean, that's. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of stuff from the old days we don't want to talk about uh, <laughs> that they shouldn't get. But really, just I. We, we talk about, you know, where they say, well, you know, Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling, and well, it feels like he doesn't really like men's singles wrestling very much either right now because <laughs> they're not doing much and i understand the you know but they're also not giving you know you're not getting anyone over and i understand the 50 50 booking which is infuriating because it means you know if everyone's equal no one's special um i also think 
Raw is sorely lacking in compelling characters. I honestly, one of the things I did kind of pop for the most was Kevin Owens. Oh man, <laughs> how much do we need him back? As soon as he oh, came on, God. I was like, bring him back now. But but even he, they have to, they they can't make him look like a doofus. I mean, his his title run was wholly forgettable other than the fact of one of the, the most clever wrestlers, if you've ever, you know, if you, I've seen him back when he was Kevin Steen and doing the stuff with scum, which was some of the most disturbing stuff ever. But, and I know your dad Goldberg, I know you liked him, uh, <laughs> but like Kevin Owens looking like a complete doofus in losing in 45 seconds. Well, you make him look like a doofus and he's a smarter guy than that. I also tire of the someone's music's playing. Oh, I have to stop everything and look mm, what's yeah. going on over there. The distraction things are way overplayed. They need to stop that crap. You know, Asuka looking like a complete idiot because she's staring at James Ellsworth in a mask and a robe for a minute. Just <laughs> all of that. Just that's very frustrating because you make your talent look like a bunch of idiots. Um, I'm like, fine. Someone's music playing. Great. Come out, hit me. You get this. You get. I'll. I'll win because I'm disqualified. Because you're disqualifying me. That I. I think they need to get, need to get away from more. And honestly, for me, managers are. <laughs> I used to love managers. Are easy, easy heat for a heel. Look at Leo Rush. I. I mean, he is infuriating, but he's getting Lashley. Heat. Yeah. Uh, you know, you. I mean, Lana, whatever. I mean, she's proven she's a wrestler who can't take a bump because apparently it breaks her leg when she falls off the ring. <laughs> um, but, but her, I mean, her back when, you know, they first came up, like she was a very compelling character. I, I don't think having managers, especially for, you know, you make – you make Asuka go out there and talk or Shinsuke go out there and talk. And yeah, you can understand what they're saying, but it's clear they're struggling or even sometimes Finn Balor, people who struggle on the mic. Well, Brock Lesnar's awful on the mic and he hasn't spoken, you know, he speaks 10 words a year and that doesn't take away from his mystique. You know, I, I think managers could definitely be something that they could, they could bring back and it's, to have a mouthpiece for people and get that easy cheap heat by, you know, choking them on the ropes or doing some little thing during the match. And then, you know, once every couple of weeks, well, Leo Rush, I mean, people pop when he gets, you know, he gets beat on because he's just so infuriating. This little guy that runs around being an annoyance, then he gets his comeuppance and it makes everyone happy. So, it's, it's, it's interesting there as well because you mentioned managers and you mentioned tag teams. Two things that apparently, according to the, the rumors or whatever, Vince McMahon notoriously doesn't like. And yet, when you do go back in the day, you mentioned the Road Warriors. You know, I mean, look, you know, when they came in as Legion of Doom, they were still, I mean, maybe they weren't what they were, you know, when they were, in, you know, sort of kicking ass in Chicago, but they were still incredible. Like, you know, the whole fact that when people still get a good reaction today, it's known as a Road Warrior pop, I think kind of sums up that they did quite well. And obviously, we could talk about Bobby Heenan, we could talk about uh, Jimmy Hart and Mean Gene to a lesser extent. I know they came from other companies first, but it seems strange that. You know, back then, Vincent Mann was happy to sort of draft in these people and allow them to do what they're meant to do. 
And yet now, you know, they, they don't even get a look in. Like I say, we're only just on the cusp of hopefully bringing back the tag team division. So I, I really do find that crazy because it just seems like a smart, easy thing to do, or at least try. Mm-hmm. You know, you're throwing everything at the wall, trying to sort your ratings out and do this and do that. Why aren't why aren't you trying that? I don't get it. I mean, especially with Leo Rush, who, yeah, because he's so small, it's like, so you can take an active competitor on your roster and and put him in that role, get him more TV time. I mean, Leo Rush, if not for being a manager, people would, I mean, yeah, he's on 205 Live, but people would miss out on that. You, you look at... Uh, Drew Gulak, he's fantastic on the mic. You know, get him in in sort of an an advocate role. Then you know you're you're getting your your money's worth out of some of these people. And you mentioned the managers. You got Freddie Blassie, Lou Albano, uh, the Grand Wizard. You know, these are all Hall of Fame people who served a great purpose. And you don't. Ha- it's not like you have to add a segment. It's just you're putting this just an extra piece to add to a match without having to even extend the match in any way, shape or form. You just put this. So you're, you're, you, you know, the, the, the typical manager stuff and, and it, it draws the right kind of heat that, that, that they want for their, their villains. And because that also tends to be a problem is it, it's hard to find a lot of times that I mean, Baron Corbin. I think I, I actually think he's getting the wrong. He I think he's more of a we're annoyed with you. We don't want to see you anymore. Not Ooh, <laughs> you're a bad guy. Um, but you you have very few, not as many good true heels. Like Drew McIntyre is supposed to be a heel, but I want to see him win the Universal Championship today. I, I think he just he's awesome on the mic. He's an awesome worker. He he looks like. He would kill anybody in a dark alley, but he seems off, you know, like one of the nicest people. Um, But he just, to me, he looks it and, but he doesn't, I mean, yeah, because he's who he's going against, but if he was going against Lesnar or, or Roman Reigns, he's not, he's not going to get that, that true heel in my opinion, he, because he's so good and it's a smarter fan now who appreciates people who do good work, whether they're good or bad. That's the strange thing that, you know, when the revival won the tag team championships, everybody was over the moon. I was like, wait, they're the heels. It's like, but we don't care because we just felt like they deserved it because we're all, we're all invested in what's going on. Yeah. Behind the scenes, AEW, wherever else you want to look at it. It really made me chuckle, but I don't care. Like if that's what heels and faces are in 2019, let's just go with it. I mean, you know, wrestling evolves and there's no point fighting it. I think you may as well like the bits you like and don't like the bits you don't like, but certainly don't let it drag you down too much. But it is fascinating. It's a fascinating world we live in, and I think towards the end of the year, we're going to be having a very different landscape with, yeah, again, obviously the, the, the TV deals on, on Fox and, and all of that, and more Saudi Arabia shows, and we'll, we'll have a better oh. idea of what All Elite Wrestling's going to do, and I'll be intrigued to see where New Japan and Ring of Honor are. I mean, they've got this huge Madison Square Garden show, and I think after that, I'm not saying it's going to be tricky at times, but I do think they'll have to start leveling out a little bit and show, showing their hands, because obviously New Japan's going through a huge reshuffle at the moment. Ring of Honor signing up guys left, right, and center. Apparently, there was an amazing match on Ring of Honor TV the other day between Bandino and... Um, Mark Haskins, so I need to check that out at some point too. But I think I think it's, I think it's all very very exciting, and you know, post WrestleMania, 
is going to be fascinating too to see what the plans are. Hopefully on SmackDown we get a better idea what's going on with Oscar and, and people like that. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I think the cards are stacked up well, but there are also yeah. some glaring issues like we've kind of talked about here that hopefully we will we will plug up but who knows you never know with any kind of wrestling it's, it's crazy. i mean I, I i not that i wouldn't watch but you know becky ronda I, after after Royal rumble i'm like i'm all in i mean I, so yeah, <laughs> I, i'm that's that's if nothing else that's and i think having that close will be a great way to keep the fans alive through a 19 hour slog of wrestlemania content so yeah. knowing that at the end you know, we've got the Becky thing coming, which they better do, as we've talked about. I think they will. I think they will. Yeah. And, ju- and just to end on a tease, literally, as uh, as we've been doing this podcast, I had a notification come up on my desktop, and I clicked it, and my word, if it isn't a picture of Chris Jericho standing next to the one and only Dave Batista. So if you haven't heard, really? those, if you haven't heard those rumors, apparently Dave Batista is not only... Uh, it, um, you know, chatting with WWE about return, but he's also chatting to All Elite Wrestling, and it could be a really old picture before I know. But Jericho just put it up that tease, and we will um, we'll have to w- we'll have to wait and see where it goes. But that would be f- imagine that if Dave Batista has his final run in All Elite Wrestling, I will I- I'll just collapse on the floor for a while because that would just be like my word. What what kind of world do we live in now? <laughs> How did that happen? Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. For yeah. sure. I mean, look, I like Batista. I, I don't necessarily think anything he he does now would be, uh, you know, headline worthy. But I, I like. Yeah, him. but that I brings like a, that brings as much as we know Jericho is a name that brings a true mainstream name because he's he's gotten pretty. I mean, I would say after The Rock, as far as former wrestlers, he's probably number two yeah. as far as success in Hollywood. So that would definitely bring a huge recognizable name to 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 come and see you know aew if he goes there so yeah. yeah that that would be not the rock but that's a that's not a horrible second place no uh, i i think it's massive uh, i i think it's massive yeah. and i i cannot wait to see what's going to happen uh right as always stan the hour has just th- how that was an hour i'll never know <laughs> it felt like about 10 minutes which which i think has got to be a good sign yes i agree Yes, so, I always enjoy. I, I enjoy speaking with you as well. It's 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 it's. I don't get to talk wrestling very much with with people, uh, so it's 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 very entertaining. And as you can tell, I I, I have a lot of stuff that jumps in my head. So uh, it's nah, nice it, to, to get to talk to someone it, about it. It's great, man. Like I say, I I love everybody that comes on this show. I really really do. But you bring you certainly bring something unique to it, and I I, I like that, man. It's this. Uh, you know, it's rare for, like I say, we even mentioned the Rock and Roll Express and they never come up. But it's cool. It's cool to have that, you know, because without those guys, we wouldn't be here now. And I, I know that's the most cliched resting thing ever, but it's true. And I love I love <laughs> going back and watch all that stuff. I, I really, really do. Uh, so, so, Stan, yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to plan another one soon. I mean, we'll stay in touch and yeah, we'll sure. sort that one out. But in the meantime, look, enjoy the build up to Elimination Chamber. Uh, this Sunday, can you believe? I couldn't believe it when I, I went know. Here. I was like, I thought we just had the Rumble. Like, what? That's what's going on. And then fast. Naya, Naya, don't kill anybody, please. Oh man, I, I tell you, I, I, I thought she was going somewhere a few weeks ago, and now I'm like, nope, I was wrong. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when is Fastlane as well? Fastlane is, this is how oh. we will end this, it's March the 10th. Oh, so it's, my, oh my, I mean, okay, so we've got 
one, two, three. It's only three weeks, you know. One, that's three weeks. Then obviously you have the big build to Mania. It's bizarre, isn't it? The amount of pay-per-views we have. Crazy. Anyway, that's another whole conversation within itself. Yes, sir. Stan, thank you so much. We'll get you back My on. Pleasure, and everybody sir. else uh, out there in the, the, the wrestling world, the podcast, thanks very much for listening. Make sure you check out the other episodes that have gone up this week. We'll also have more towards the end of the week because that's just how we roll here on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. And again, yes, uh, I, I am for Charlotte being in that match i apologize but stan is too so you can hate us both either way i will talk to you all again very soon